0: At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. So this week is a prophetic week. Not pathetic. (laughs) It's a prophetic week. And the fact that you're here tonight, you're going to partake of the prophetic tonight in what's being shared. Tonight I'm starting a new series under the direction of the Holy Spirit and the title of this series that probably will go for a couple of months is Understanding the Spirit. Understanding the Spirit. This is a prophetic week, but you've got to show up to get it. Sunday, I'm starting a new series under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And the title of that series is Righteousness. I haven't taught directly on righteousness. I mean, it, you know, it's in anything and everything you teach if you understand what righteousness is. But I've not taught on this in, in a number of years, but I've never taught the way I'm going to teach this series on righteousness. And there's some prophetic things that are going to change your life if you receive from it, like it will tonight and for the next weeks and months to come, however long I'm on this series. um, I mean, we could teach for three years on the Holy Spirit and not get it all. But there's something prophetic about this week, this month, and this fall. Something prophetic about the rest of this year. So, this is what the Lord gave me that happens when there's prophetic revelation flowing. There's always breakthrough, always. And there's not a person sitting here, nor a person in this town or this county or this state or this nation or the planet that doesn't need breakthrough in some area of their life. I don't care what it is or what, where, who you are or what you think you live in. Everybody needs breakthrough. And when there is fresh prophetic revelation flowing, there's always breakthrough. You don't have this verse of Scripture because I hadn't started my message yet. You don't have this yet. <clears throat> but you can find it if you want or not. First Timothy 1, 18 and 19, and I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation. This is in the New Living. 1 Timothy 1, 18 and 19. Timothy, my son... Here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. The prophetic comes with revelation that clears our conscience. Watch what he said. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. We're living in a day and a time, you don't need shipwrecked faith. You need to be strong in faith, believing God and knowing that what God has promised, He is able to perform it every single time no matter what's happened in the past no matter what didn't happen or appeared to not happen doesn't change anything today because faith is when when well I thought it was just a minute ago no no no, now it's now wait a minute 15 seconds faith is now it's always there it's always there for us We don't want to be shipwrecked in our faith, right? So we're going to allow the prophetic, we're going to take it serious. I'm telling you tonight, by the Spirit of the Lord, everything you're going to hear tonight, everything you're going to hear Sunday, everything you're going to hear Sunday night is in a prophetic flow. Amen. Amen? And amen and amen. So, you... Will not get tired of saying this. You will not get tired of saying this over the next couple of months. Say it. I won't get tired. I won't get tired. Just say this after me, and then say it again by yourself. I am a spirit. I am a spirit. I am, a spirit. I am a spirit. Say it again. I am a spirit. Come on, say it again. I am a spirit. You and I are spirit. We are created in the image of God, God is spirit, so we're spirit. And we are going to focus over the next couple of months on the fact that we are spirit and how important it is to take care of your human spirit, my human spirit and the Holy Spirit became one the day I got born again. I was alive in the flesh. I had a soul. My spirit man, before I got born again, was was laid dormant. The day that the Holy Spirit became one with my spirit, it came alive. And I am alive in Christ, and my focus has to be on that I'm a spirit, first and foremost. Proverbs 18.14 and I'm reading this out of the Amplified this is going to be one of our kind of foundational scriptures I have a lot of foundational scriptures from message to message but this will be one of the ones we read most of the time 18.14 in the Amplified the Amplified Classic the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? I'm going to read that again. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, and this is a question, who can bear a weak and a broken spirit? The answer to that is nobody. Nobody. A strong spirit, in other words, will get you through physical, financial, marital issues and trouble of any kind. It'll get you through issues with your children, whether they're small or large. A strong spirit will see you through issues in your career. Whatever it is, because, listen, there will be bumps in the road. There will be challenges that you face, and a strong spirit is what sees you through. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. Ministry. Sees you through in ministry, in church life. I don't care. In in every aspect of life, a strong spirit is the answer. Nothing else. I said this to you on Sunday that and you're not going to get tired of saying it, but I'm reminding you every time we come together that you are a spirit. And most people focus on the mental and the physical. There are billions of dollars spent every year on the development of the body. Very little spent on the development of the spirit. There are people that pay out the wazoo for life coaches to help them mentally overcome situations and very little spent on building your spirit. Most people don't understand the soul of a man. Most people, and I'm ta- when I say most people, I'm talking about people that I come in contact with that have no real understanding uh, of what a real soul is. It's a mind, will, and emotions. It's not the brain, yet the brain plays a part in your soul functioning properly. What controls what your body does is determined by whether the soul unrenewed or your spirit man growing up in the things of God are in control. If your spirit man is not in control, then your unrenewed mind is ruling what your flesh does. So when you, you've got friends that aren't born again, or you, you know people that are not born again, family members, and they're doing all kinds of crazy things, Don't be shocked by that. Huh? Christian people that that are unrenewed in their mind, they're they're not building the spirit. They're they're, they're spending, they're part of the billions being spent on their physical body. Did I say, don't take care of your physical body? No. No. I mean, I, I I mean, I feel healthier today than I have in my whole life. Because I'm doing a lot to take care of my physical body and and be strong in my physical body. What I'm saying is, you can't put that first. Because to be smart in the physical realm, people have all these ideas about how to be healthy and take care of your body and all this kind of stuff. And you can get off on that and you can kill yourself by, you know, choking on a pine cone. We have to take care of who we really are. Then we operate in the wisdom of God. Thank God for people that have revelation concerning the physical body and and things that need to be done. Thank God for that. But my spirit man's got to be built first. And if it's not, everything goes in the tank. And you see it all the time. It doesn't matter if if your spirit, man, is not built up. God wants us to have the best of all the world, spirit, soul, and body. He wants you to have a strong mind, strong body, getting healthier every day of your life, not looking at life as, you know, I'm getting worse and worse. No, we're getting better. But you'll never do that, and you'll never live like that if you're not developing who you really are and understanding the Holy Spirit from the Holy Spirit's perspective. We've got to understand Him the way He thinks. Can you say amen to that? So, I just want to, I'm just going to lay some foundation the rest of this message tonight. I'm just going to lay some foundation for what we're going to discuss in the days ahead. So, I want you to just kind of follow with me. Maybe some of it to some of you is elementary, But nothing wrong with elementary. You don't know anything like you need to know it. Me, you, all of us included. Amen? So just follow with me. Luke chapter 3 and verse 15. Now as the people were in expectation and all reasoned in their hearts about John, whether he was the Christ or not, John answered, saying to all, 'I, I indeed baptize you with water... But one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, right during this time, John baptizes Jesus in water. He comes up filled with the Holy Spirit, and his earthly ministry begins at this point right here. He goes into the wilderness, and he's tempted for 40 days. He comes out of his the, The tempting experience in the wilderness, and the enemy comes at him, and he answers everything by the Word of God. And he went on from there, everywhere he went, it says, and he went out, and he went here, and he went there, led by the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit that we're talking about. The Bible says that the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same Spirit that lives inside of you and I. Say it again. Come on, say it loud. You and I are a spirit being. And we need to understand it, and we need to know how important it is to understand it. Jesus said this in John chapter 14. I'm going to read a number of verses here, starting with verse 1. He says in verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled, you believe in God, believe also in Me. He's telling His disciples this. This is, this is pretty quickly, uh, not too far away from Him actually leaving them. And, and the cross and the experience and everything of His death and His burial, His resurrection, His ascension upon high, and, and everything that followed the res- as a result of that. And in verse 12, He says this, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Can can you imagine what the disciples were thinking when he said this? I mean, they're just, you know, what, what are you talking about? How can we do what you're doing? Because you're the Messiah, you're the Christ. Well, people still look at it like that today people still look at Him that way. They still look at Him as the miracle worker only. When Jesus didn't come to the earth to become the Son of God, He already was. He came to the earth to be the Son of Man. He came to the earth to lead us into what He would do. Notice what He said right here. This is what He said. He said, I say to you, He who believes in Me, the works that I do... He will do also, and greater works than these will He do because I go to my Father. What did He say in the first verse that we just read? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, but believe in me. Believe in who I am. Believe in who I have on the inside of me. What He got, what He got that John baptized Him in and He came up out of the water, what He received then, That spirit that was in him for the three and a half years of his earthly ministry is the same spirit that works and operates on the inside of you and I. And the works he did, you and I will do in even greater works. That's what we're talking about over the next couple of months. That's what we're talking about. We were called and created to do the greater works. Can you say amen? And he said, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, and if you ask anything in my name, he said, I'll do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you what? Another helper. So he was the first helper, he's going to give us another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For He dwells with you, and He will be in you, and He is. The He will be in you is on that side of the cross. We live on this side of the cross, and He is. Can you say amen? He said, I'll not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I'm with you. So where is Jesus at? He's at the right hand of the Father. Who lives inside of you and I? The third part of the triune being lives inside of you and I. The spirit of truth is what He said right here. He said, I'll... Bring you the helper, not the doer. He said, I'm the helper. He said, He said, the one that's coming is the helper, and he will teach you all things. Look at verse uh, 25. He said, these things I've spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And he will bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. And that's what he'll do for us today. That's what he'll do for you in every situation that you face. He will give you the truth about every situation. And he will bring to your remembrance through the Word of God that you put inside of you, that you develop on a day-to-day basis, that you make declarations, that you meditate on and make a part of you. He will bring to your remembrance the answer to every situation that you find in life if you know Him that way. Some people say, well, you know, not every situation, not every time, not, well, it depends on how you know Him. He said that's what He would do. I'm just talking about what he said. You know, your natural mind can reason or whatever and reason yourself out of believing that that will actually happen for you. But we can know everything about everything because he knows everything about everything. So I can know everything about, that I need to know about every situation that I face because I got the one that knows everything about everything living inside of me. That's what we're talking about in the next couple of months. Watch what he said. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. It's always strings attached to peace that the world gives. He said, not not, not like the world gives to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And the only way that can happen is, is if you're not spending your time meditating on what everything else is saying, but you're meditating on what he says. That is building your spirit, right? Then you can know what to do about your physical body. Then you can know what and, and who to listen to. Then you can know what and how to renew your mind and get, get, get things in line in the natural realm because your mind will talk you out of everything positive in life. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, with, with coaches, mental coaches, or whatever you, you, you think you feel like you have to do. But if they're not coaching you with the Word, it's a waste of time. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a waste of time. There's nothing that will bring you to a place to where you can operate and live in victory in your life apart from the Word of God. Nothing. Amen? And that's the Holy Spirit's job. So that's the reason that you speak the Word every day and that's the reason that you make declarations and that you meditate on the Word so that He can remind you of the things that you need. That's why we do it. Amen? Acts chapter 4, I mean Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. And being assembled together with them, He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. This is, this is the 82 and probably, I don't know who was in the upper room, maybe 500 that were, were all, all the faithful followers of Jesus. Uh, many of them had scattered, but many of them had come back, however many there, that were here. And he, and he commanded them, this is Jesus saying this, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which He said, you have heard from Me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. That's what Jesus said at His baptism. Or that's what John said at the baptism of Jesus, right before he baptized uh, Jesus. And now Jesus is saying this to his disciples. And he said this to them in the 40 days that he was with them on the earth after his resurrection. And, And he says this, Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Man, bad question. And he said to them, It's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in His own authority. Jesus doesn't even know when He's coming back. (laughs) He doesn't even know. Only the Father. So why do we need to be arguing and fighting about it? I've seen people literally have church wars over when Jesus is coming back. Pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, right? And like I always say, we're going to believe the pan-trib. It'll all pan out in the end. How many in agreement that Jesus is coming back? Okay, glory to God. Thank God He's coming back. Amen? This place isn't all there is. Thank God. This life is not all there is. We get to live in eternity. New heaven, new earth, all of it. Amen? But while we're here, we're going to live in victory. Can you say amen to that? Why? Because of who we have. Who we have. Say, I'm a spirit. I'm a spirit. He said, but... You shall receive power. He said, it's not that. Don't 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 argue and get all off on that. And you know, they're thinking he's gonna come and, and run all the Romans off. And that's what he thought. That's what they thought. He said, No, 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 you shall receive power. Notice what he said. He didn't say I have power. They already knew he had power. He said, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, Kerrville, Kerr County, state of Texas, United States of America, and the planet. Amen? And to the end of the earth, he said. You'll be my witnesses. That's what we're going to talk about. That's what's so important. Your life isn't just about you. It's not just about you growing up spiritually and knowing what you know. It's you knowing what you know so you can be a blessing to other people. Amen. How are other people going to know about the Holy Ghost if you don't believe in him? And none of that stuff will supply anything for your life. None of it. I know, I just, it's like I've gotten in this routine. Yeah. Same routine we have every day. Same routine we've been talking about forever. Same routine we're talking, we're going to teach on in our Connect Equip classes. Same routine. You get away from the Word, you die. I mean, it's life and death. We live there now. We live in a society where it's life and death. You either understand, get connected to God's Word, to the Holy Spirit, who is the truth revealer, or you die. And I'm not talking about just ceasing to exist. I'm talking about you die, you, you, you're, you're destroyed. are destroyed not us. We're not backing off because we got to be there for people like that, right? Yeah. I mean, when, if you got the goods, then when somebody's hurting, who do they call? The one with the stuff, right? They call you because you got the goods and you can lead them out of it because of the entrance of God's word brings light and life. That's what it does. Can you say amen? So this is who we are. This is what we're talking about. This is what we're going to continue to talk about. Then what happened on, in Acts 2, 1 through 4? When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. There's that fire. That's what he promised. And, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. What we're going to talk about in the next couple of months is the two separate experiences that the Bible talks about all through the book of Acts five different times. It talks about those who were saved and then the separate experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to... All all through this time, we're going to pray for people that have never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I encourage you to invite friends to come, because, listen to me, people need this. What I'm talking to you about tonight and for the next couple of months, what I'm talking to you about is the key to success. To having a successful physical body, having a successful soul, not being shipwrecked in your conscience... Being strong in who you know that God is. You have to know the Holy Spirit like this. You have to know Him like this. He's a person, not an it, not a thing, not something. I mean, if, if, if I prayed in tongues once a week for like three minutes, it would be like me spending time with my wife for about three minutes a week. There's no relationship. Yeah, I, w- I waved at her the other day. <laughs> well, I, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I was driving the car. I heard Joel Osteen preach. There's nothing wrong with hearing Joel Osteen. He always brings a good word. But that ain't going to do it for you. If that's all you got, mm, in the tank. We, don't, we weren't created to live in the tank. We were created to live with the tank full. Can you say amen? Able to give out constantly and fill it back up and give it out and fill it back up and give it out. But we got to know the Holy Spirit like that. we got to know Him like that. Amen? And this is what we're going to talk about. So, just in kind of summarizing this tonight, kind of bringing it together, just throwing another aspect of it. So, how do we take it from the experience... Because many people many people have had the experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they pray, pray with other tongues. Myself and many of you that are sitting here, we pray with other tongues. But how we take it from the experience to the application? Applying it on a day-to-day basis. Well, <clears throat> there's, there's something that I say over myself every day. I speak this over myself every day. This is one of my... As one of my confessions, I say this I pray in the Spirit every day throughout the day, and I open myself up to the manifestations of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. I've said that probably for three years every single day. So I'm constantly reminding myself of that. And I was in, I was in, uh, I was headed to the airport the other day, and I told you the story in the Uber. With the Uber driver guy, and I got in that Uber, and I was, I sat there, and he had on this, this, I don't know what it was, but it was wild, and uh, and I sat down, and, and th- th- that kind of stuff didn't bother me at all. It didn't mean nothing. I mean, I didn't want to listen to it for you know the fifteen minutes I was going to drive, but you know whatever, but but that wasn't it. And I, I started praying in the Spirit, and I remembered this. Father, I thank you for manifestation right now. That's, that's what I said out of my mouth. Thank you for manifestation with this Uber driver. He turned it down. He asked me, so what do you do? I usually, I usually don't tell people that I'm a pastor because they get all freaked out. But I just, it was out of my mouth before I could stop myself. I said, I'm, I'm a pastor. Tears started coming down. his said, like, you're a pastor? Oh, my God. He didn't quit talking from, one, from where I was to my destination. He didn't quit talking. And he was telling me about how he had been in jail for 18 years and how while he was in jail, he got born again because of Kenneth Copeland's uh, uh, prison ministry. And how they'd given him all these books and they'd pray for him. He got born again. And, and he said, I've been out now for uh, about two years. And he said, I'm driving this Uber. And, and he said, I've got, a, I've got another job opportunity and, and, and so on and so on. And, and, and he, as, he was, he, as he was saying to me, his name's Javier. Because I have him in my prayer list now. I speak over him every day. Javier, the Uber driver. Oh. Yeah. I'll see him in heaven. And I promise you, he's overcoming now. I mean, I I, I feel it. it just it, it I can feel it coming out of my pores. He's overcoming, in situation because of the manifestation of what I was able to minister to him, as I'm standing outside of his car, getting out, having to go into the airport to fly to Virginia Beach, and I'm standing there and I'm talking to him like this, and he's weeping, and I'm thinking, I got to stay here with this guy and God said you just make sure that that you give him the word that I told you to give him and I gave it to him and I was able to pray with him and I mean supernatural things you see when you give people the word the word you speak does not return void but it accomplishes what you set it out to accomplish that guy's already saved but he's but he's been his whole conversation was how he was struggling with overcoming what's he need Spirit of God, the Word revealed by the Spirit in his life. He needs it on a day-to-day basis. Nobody ever taught him that. Did you hear what I said? But I promise you, what my prayers are for him is that the right person comes across his path that's going to give him this stuff right here. Because he, he didn't get this. You know, He got a lot of stuff, but he didn't get this. And he needs this because he needs to know the person of the Holy Spirit to help him overcome. And he's got all this stuff. Because he lives in the, in, in the environment that he came out of that got him in jail for 18 years and he still lives in that environment and, he, and, he's, and he's struggling because he's not able to overcome the stuff and the pressure that's coming against him. But there's somebody that's finding that guy out. Somebody. And I did my part and the manifestation. That's, that's what I speak over myself every day. I pray in the Spirit every day I pray in the Spirit every day throughout the day, and I open myself up to the manifestation of the Spirit of God. You know what that is? It's just saying the right thing at the right time and doing the right thing at the right time. That's the key. Can you say amen? Jude 1.20. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, how? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Spirit. I was going to say a couple things, but I'm not going there tonight. But that's what we're going to talk about. Over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about how vitally important it is to know how to pray in the Spirit and to do it and develop it. I don't have the same tongues only the same tongues that I had when I first got baptized in the Holy Spirit. It increases in my life. And that's the way it should be. And God wants us constantly to be being filled. To be being filled. Not to be rebaptized in the Holy Spirit, but to continually be being filled because there's more stuff out there, but He's already there, and, and He'll show us if we know how to do this. Building yourself up in your faith and trust in God by praying in the Holy Ghost but you got to believe in it, or you won't do it. You can have an experience, but you won't follow through with it because the enemy will work overtime to try to convince you it's really not real. Ah, You just copied somebody else's words. It's not real stuff. But Israel, and it's for everybody. I said it's for everybody. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue... Does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him, howbeit in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. And we're going to talk about and define what that really means. You say, okay, well, what does that mean? We're going to talk about it. Verse 4 He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Praying in other tongues edifies you. My friend today on the phone, his statement to me over and over and over and over again, I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. You know what? He is baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. And he's depressed. Why? Why? Because he's not praying. Watch, watch what he says in that verse 4. What does it say? And God speaks, does all the speaking in a tongue that edifies you. It says, He who speaks. I'm the understood subject there. I'm the one that has to speak. And I have to do it. How often? every day. How many of you just choose randomly, you know, every other day not to eat? Eh, it's not going to eat today. Then the next day comes, eh, I'm not going to eat. I mean, you can withstand that over, over a period of time, but it's not healthy for your body. Fasting like that is not really healthy for your body. There's ways to fast that are good, But just giving up on everything and just, you know, doing nothing and thinking I'm just going to starve myself, the worst thing you can do, worst thing you can do to your body. So I'm the understood subject that if I want to be built up and I want to be edified, I've got to pray. Amen? Verse 13, Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. but my understanding is unfruitful. So why am I praying in tongue? What is that going to do to my understanding? It's going to become fruitful, <laughs> right? See, I'm going to pray in the Spirit. When, when you don't know how to pray, you begin to pray in other tongues, <clears throat> and the Spirit of truth, He reveals to you what's true about every situation that you face, and then you know how in your English or whatever language you speak, then you know how to declare the Word of God over a situation. So it edifies me, and it teaches me that when I don't know how to pray, I don't have to bail and and get all weirded out and freaked out and, and, and turn and run the other way. I can pray in the Spirit. That's why I say that every day. I pray in the Spirit every day throughout the day and I open myself up to the manifestations of the Spirit, the Spirit manifesting truth to me in every situation every day I need that confession every day because I need to remind myself of that and and that reminded me when I sat down in that Uber and there was, that wasn't even heavy metal, I don't know what it was it was screeching metal or something. I don't know what what the heck that was. But it, it was rough. And I sat down in there and I began to pray in the Spirit. Not, not against the music. That's just His world. But I began to pray in the Spirit about the situation and God said, no, be ready. And all of a sudden that guy turned it down and the rest is history. And that guy will be delivered in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Can you say amen? God is so faithful to us. So, I'm saying that tonight, that these are the things that we're talking about over the next few months. Just kind of laid some foundation for you. But this this verse of Scripture that I read Sunday, I'm going to read at the end of every message I preach. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23. I'm going to read this and pray this and speak this over you. Each and every time as I'm bringing the word uh, concerning understanding the Holy Spirit. And it says this, Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you. In other words, set you apart completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord's coming again. You'll be face to face with Him. And when that happens, He wants you having spent your time with a spirit, soul, and body that has been cleansed and delivered and set free because you've listened to the Holy Spirit. You've given time and attention to the person of the Spirit and allowed Him to show you and to reveal to you who you really are. Who are you? Come on, say it like you mean it. Let's all say it together. I am a spirit. Amen. I'm a spirit that has a mind, will, and emotions that lives in a physical body. And may my whole, listen, they're all attached. God's three in one, so are we. We're three in one. But first and foremost, we're Him. (laughs) Not created in anybody else's image, but His. And when people find that out and they tap into what we're just beginning to talk about tonight, and it's all over, if people stay with it, like my friend today. But I feel like I get a phone call like that once a week, if not more, of people that are depressed, and they're down and out, and every one of them, you pull the curtain back in their life, and there's one thing that's the same in, with every one of them. They've, they've, they've quit. They've turned inward. They're giving in and giving up in situations. And Galatians 6.9 says this, if you don't quit, you will reap. Amen. Amen. And you know what? You and I are going to be reaping until we step over on the other side. Amen. We're just going to be reaping. It's going to live our life, get stronger in Him every day, get more like Him every day. Don't let, what, what, don't let circumstances in other people's lives, don't let the media, let anything else try to dictate what's truth. Just let truth be truth. Grow in it, develop that relationship, develop your hearing. Find time to pray in the Spirit. If you'll pray in the Spirit three or four minutes a day, man, God will do amazing things. Because three or four minutes, and, and God's showing you things, it'll turn into ten minutes because you want it. And that's what matters. Not because we have to. Nobody's going to force you. Nobody's looking down. Nobody's this or that. You're sitting here tonight, and you don't, you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost, and you don't pray in the Spirit, you know? You're not saved yet, but... no. <clears throat> Some people think that if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're not saved. You're not born again. No. It's a separate experience, right? And it's for everybody. And if it'll do the things we talked about tonight, why wouldn't we want that? We do, but, but, it, but through the years, kind of the church at different times has kind of projected it in some kind of spooky, kind of weird, goofy way, you know, and it's not. With, why, with eyes wide open and me looking at you and, and I can look at you just like I'm looking at you right now I can pray in other tongues and not miss a beat because it's, I've taken ownership of the language that God gave me hmm? He baptized me in the Holy Spirit and He said it would produce the evidence of praying in another tongue I can look at you I don't have to have my eyes closed and be in a closet somewhere or standing on my head or something like that. You know, there's, no, there's nothing weird about it. It's just a different language. But the great thing about it is the devil doesn't know what you're saying. And the more you learn to pray in the Spirit and pray with the understanding, then you can know exactly what God is trying to get over to you. Because, see, we live in a world that is constantly lying. And the lies constantly are coming forth. Well, you hear a lie and then it can freak you out and you can get upset and you can get mad or you can get angry at somebody or you can get in fear about something. But the Holy Spirit, all you got to do is begin to pray in the Spirit and He'll tell you the truth about the situation. He's the Spirit of truth. So we don't have to be disrupted and disturbed and upset all the time and moved by every little thing. We can love people and pray for them. That, that's, that's my mission in life. Love people and pray for them. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.